Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of pharmacokinetics from the pharmacology section on MedBullets.com. Let's get into the episode. Let's start with the concept of volume of distribution. Volume of distribution, or VD, relates to the amount of drug in the body to the plasma concentration. The formula for volume of distribution, or VD, is the amount of drug in the body divided by the plasma drug concentration. VD is changed in disease states that decrease plasma proteins. A decrease in plasma proteins decreases binding of the drug to the plasma proteins. And this causes an increase in the volume of distribution of the drugs. Examples of such conditions include liver disease via decreased protein synthesis, and kidney disease via urinary protein loss. Note that the volume of distribution is also increased in disease states that increase total body water. These conditions can include ascites, pulmonary edema, and heart failure. This mechanism of increased total body water causing an increase in volume of distribution can also lower plasma concentration of water-soluble drugs. The volume of distribution predicts drug distribution in the body. Low volume of distribution drugs would have a volume of distribution of between 4 to 8 liters, and these drugs would distribute mainly in the vascular compartment, for example the blood, and bind plasma proteins. These drugs are usually large and or charged molecules. Medium volume of distribution drugs are drugs that usually distribute in the extracellular compartment and or the total body water. These drugs are usually small, hydrophilic molecules that do not bind plasma proteins. And finally, high volume of distribution drugs have even higher volume of distribution in patients with a higher body weight. These drugs distribute in all tissue types. These drugs are small, lipophilic molecules that bind strongly to extravascular proteins. Now let's review a concept called clearance, or CL. CL, or clearance, is the rate of elimination of a drug divided by the plasma drug concentration, which equals the volume of distribution times a constant called KE. KE is an elimination constant. Clearance relates the rate of elimination to the plasma concentration. Now let's talk about a concept called half-life. This is usually noted as T1 over 2. Half-life, or T1 over 2, equals 0.7 times the volume of distribution divided by the clearance. The half-life is the amount of time required for an amount of drug to fall to 50% of an earlier measurement during elimination or during constant infusion. A drug infused at a constant rate reaches about 94% of steady state after four half-lives. For drugs eliminated by first-order kinetics, half-life is constant regardless of concentration. So to conceptualize this, after the first half-life, you would have a decrease in concentration by 50%. After the second half-life, you would have a decrease in concentration by 75%. After the third half-life, you would have a decrease in concentration by 87.5%. And after the fourth half-life, you would have a decrease in concentration by 93.75%. And finally, let's talk about a concept called bioavailability, usually notated by the capital letter F. Bioavailability is the fraction of the administered dose that reaches the systemic circulation. Bioavailability is defined as unity, or 100%, in the case of IV administration. 
Note that the bioavailability of a drug administered by other routes is generally reduced by incomplete absorption, first-pass metabolism, and any distribution into other tissues that occurs before the drug enters the systemic circulation. So in essence, for an orally administered drug, F, or the bioavailability, equals the percent that is absorbed and survives first-pass metabolism in the liver. So the calculation of bioavailability would be F is equal to 100% times the area under the curve of a pharmacokinetic plasma concentration versus time plot for a drug administered orally times the IV dose, all divided by the area under the curve of a pharmacokinetic plasma concentration versus time plot for a drug administered IV times the oral dose. Note that delayed release formulations of drugs will have a slower rise and lower peak compared with rapid release formulations. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. First question. A pharmaceutical company has created an experimental medication, drug Z, for patients with relapsing remitting multiple sclerosis. Drug Z has been deemed to be safe in rats and is nearly ready for human trials. Before initiating a phase 1 clinical trial, the company would like to study this medication's pharmacokinetic properties in humans. The drug was found to have a half-life of 2.5 hours and is eliminated by first-order kinetics. The volume of distribution of the drug is determined to be 0.5 liters per kilogram. The drug is administered intravenously and sublingually and plasma drug concentration versus time plots are obtained. Intravenous administration of 10 milligrams of the drug Z yields an area under the curve of 15 milligrams hour per liter. Sublingual administration of 25 milligrams of drug Z yields an area under the curve of 20 milligrams hour per liter. What is the absolute bioavailability of this medication? 1. 48% 2. 53% 3. 59% 4. 67% or 5. 71% And the correct answer choice is answer choice 2, 53%. Bioavailability, or F, can be calculated from plasma concentration versus time plots using 100 times area under the curve for the sublingual times dose IV divided by the area under the curve for the IV times dose sublingual. In this case, the bioavailability is 100% times 20 times 10, all divided by 15 times 25, which equals 200 divided by 375, which equals 53%. Remember, bioavailability is the fraction of an administered drug that reaches the systemic circulation. When drugs are administered orally, sublingually, or via means other than intravenously, their ability to reach the systemic circulation is limited by incomplete absorption, first-pass metabolism, and distribution into other tissues. When a medication is administered intravenously, the bioavailability is considered to be 100% as all of the medication reaches the systemic circulation. 
bioavailability can be calculated from pharmacokinetic plasma concentration versus time plots using the equation F equals 100 times AUC sublingual times dose IV divided by AUC IV times dose sublingual. The same equation can be applied whether the administration is sublingual, oral, inhaled, or injected. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choices 1 and 3 to 5 are incorrect because bioavailability in this case is 53% as calculated from the aforementioned equation. The other answer choices are incorrect. In summary, bioavailability is the fraction of administered dose that reaches the systemic circulation and can be found by calculating 100% times the area under the curve for the sublingual times the dose IV, all divided by the area under the curve for the IV times the dose sublingual, from a plasma concentration versus time plot. Next question. A 21-year-old man with bipolar disorder is brought to the emergency department by his college roommate after she found him sitting on the couch with an empty bottle of pills and a note saying that he intended to commit suicide. On presentation, he is unable to provide a clear history, but his roommate thinks that he had 50 pills left at the time of the overdose. Chart review shows that he usually takes one pill per day to reach a therapeutic range of around one millimoles per liter. About two hours after consuming the pills, he undergoes whole bowel irrigation and his plasma levels of lithium are charted on a concentration versus time plot. On the plot, there is a blunted peak and a long half-life for this drug formulation. Which of the following best explains why his lithium levels do not increase more dramatically after this overdose? 1. Decreased bioavailability of lithium. 2. Delayed release formulation. 3. Increased clearance by the kidneys. 4. Increased clearance by the liver. Or 5. Patient ingested fewer pills than anticipated. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 2, delayed release formulation. This patient who overdosed on lithium but has only a moderate rise in his lithium levels most likely consumed the delayed release formulation of the drug given the slow rise of his lithium level and his once per day dosing schedule. Remember, lithium is a mood stabilizer drug that is used in the treatment of bipolar disorder. Like many simple elemental drugs, lithium is rapidly absorbed by enterocytes and has almost 100% pharmacokinetic bioavailability. Lithium can be prepared in a delayed release formulation so that patients have to take pills less frequently throughout the day. The hallmark of a delayed release formulation is that the levels of the drug will rise gradually and only reflect the portion of the drug that is metabolized rather than the full dose of drug ingested. Additional drug will be absorbed over a much longer time course, but this process can be interrupted through gastrointestinal irrigation resulting in blood concentrations that do not reach a peak. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, decreased bioavailability of lithium, should not occur because the bioavailability of a drug does not change dramatically based on the dose that is consumed. Over a longer period of time, the full dose of lithium would likely have been delivered. 
However, this process was interrupted by irrigation. Bioavailability is affected by molecular structure of the drug, acidity of the stomach, first-pass metabolism, and absorption. Answer choices 3 and 4, increased clearance by the kidneys or liver, may affect the rate at which a drug is eliminated from the bloodstream. However, it would not affect the total quantity of the drug that enters the bloodstream from gastrointestinal absorption. The dramatically reduced peak concentration compared with the dose consumed must be due to changes in how the drug was absorbed rather than how it was eliminated. And finally, answer choice 5, patient ingested fewer pills than anticipated, is possible but is less likely in this scenario because his roommate witnessed that he had an empty bottle of pills during a suicide attempt. In summary, delayed release formulations of drugs will have a more gradual rise and lower peak concentration compared with rapid release formulations. And that's all for this review about pharmacokinetics. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from these MedBullets Step 1 podcasts so far, please consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you are already, please be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 1 podcast.